Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Jean is a 58-year-old woman in your practice who has a history of a hernia repair following her second pregnancy. She takes no medications and works full-time as an administrative assistant. Her BMI, now 38, has been climbing since she went through menopause seven years ago, despite her trying to exercise and diet. Among her many concerns today, she asks if she can do anything to lower her breast cancer risk, like a vitamin or a supplement or something, as her mother died from breast cancer at age 63. What can you recommend for Jean today? Hi, this is Frank Domino. Joining me this morning is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Chan Medical School, base date in Springfield, Massachusetts. Hi, Frank. Great to be here chatting with you again today. And thank you for bringing uh, this forward. Obviously, breast cancer is a concern for a lot of women. Can you remind me, uh, aside from family history, what are the major risk factors for breast cancer? Well, Bob, um, you know, when we think about breast cancer, we have modifiable and unmodifiable risk factors. And as you already said, family history is a risk factor that we can't modify uh, for breast cancer, as is age over 65. Uh, having Ashkenazi Jewish descendancy, having very dense breasts, early menarche, late menopause, being nulliparous, and having both uh, first and secondhand tobacco smoke exposure. So things we can't always easily modify. Modifiable things are possibly prolonged hormone replacement therapy, um, but not vaginal estrogen replacement therapy during perimenopause. It, it, the hormonal uh, HRT does increase breast cancer risk for about 10 years after use, and then that discontinues, that, that diminishes. Interestingly enough, alcohol use is another risk factor. Uh, women who drink more than one alcoholic drink per day do have an increased risk of breast cancer and then women who have a history of obesity. So there are some things that uh, we can try to address to help change a woman's risk. Yeah, it's really difficult. You look at some of these things here, just having more than one drink per day, and obviously obesity is a big factor. Um, so what do you suggest with a patient coming and asking what she can do to her, reduce her risk? How do you approach that? Well, I think um, it's become kind of standard that we all use some sort of breast cancer risk calculator, and there are some really complicated ones. The National Cancer Institute has the BC risk calculator. It's very easy to use and only asks a few questions to help calculate a woman's risk. But let's say you have a person who has an increased risk. Uh, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force encourages us to consider um, risk-reducing medications, drugs like tamoxifen or raloxifene, or even aromatase inhibitors for women who are at significantly increased risk of breast cancer and have low risk for adverse events from these drugs. Um, but most women that I've counseled are hesitant to take a, a, a medication to lower their risk for breast cancer. So we have to look at things uh, otherwise. And, and probably, as you mentioned, alcohol is a really strong thing to counsel about. Trying to not have secondhand smoke 
exposure, helping women try to consider not smoking if they're the smokers, maintaining a very uh, reasonable amount of physical activity. And we're not talking about running five miles a day, but 15 or 20 minutes of increased aerobic exercise. And then finally, helping women have a healthy weight. Yeah, wow. You know, thinking about weight here in cancer, uh, is really uh, obesity that big a risk for, for breast cancer? So um, obesity is a risk factor for a variety of cancers in women. Based upon a meta-analysis of 50 studies, as uh, adult weight goes up, so does cancer risk. In women, postmenopausal breast cancer risk goes up, as does postmenopausal endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer, kidney cancer. And in men, as obesity rates go up, so does the risk for colon cancer. So um, obesity is strongly linked to increased cancer risk. Let's look at breast cancer in particular. Um, They did a meta-analysis of over 1,000 studies, and they found that higher BMI and or perimenopausal weight gain was strongly associated with a higher risk of breast cancer among postmenopausal women. So as I mentioned, Jean has a BMI of 38, so she's at pretty high risk based upon her weight. Why does obesity increase your risk of breast cancer? Well, the theory is is that you have higher estrogen levels. There are always estrogen precursors in your blood. And when those precursors are around a great deal of adipose tissue, they undergo peripheral conversion to estrogen. And it's that unopposed estrogen risk that increases the risk of a variety of cancers, and in particular, breast cancer. Wow, I guess that does make sense. So clearly, they're linked. Um, But is there any evidence that uh, treating obesity can actually prevent breast cancer? Well, actually, there is. Um, This was an observational study, a cohort study of almost 70,000 women that they followed for five years. They matched women who underwent bariatric surgery for obesity BMIs being greater than 35 with comorbidities or greater than 40, to women without a history of bariatric surgery. And what they found was that there was an increased risk for breast cancer in the non-surgical group at one, two, and five years. Um, When the surgery group was compared to the non-surgical group who had BMIs less than 25, the risk of breast cancer was not significantly different meaning that if your BMI after surgery went down to less than 25, your risk was the same as the person who had always had a BMI risk of 25. All right, so um, I think there's um, reasonable data here. Again, it's observational. You can't really do a randomized controlled trial here. But I think what this data tells me is that aggressively helping women, especially postmenopausal women, lower their weight can dramatically lower their risk for breast cancer. Wow, this is a fascinating study. Uh, Frank, I got to point out, though, that it was a surgery that that made the difference. So I wonder about bariatric surgery, whether people are getting less nutrients or something else going on there. The exercise and weight loss medications, have they been shown to have a similar benefit with reducing breast cancer risk? Well, Bob, you know, you, you do make a good point. The intervention in this observational study was, was a very aggressive procedure, you know, a gastric bypass. So there could be confounders there, without a doubt. But to your second question, does exercise and weight loss medication have that same benefit? 
Actually, we have, we have older data uh, from 2019 that shows it does. If you can get patients to aggressively lose weight, you can lower their risk of, of breast cancer. We have medications. Um, back in 2019, medications that were approved for weight loss were the combination of topiramate and fentramine, bupropion and naltrexone. And now in 2023 and 2022, we have GLP-1 agents that are also available. So I like trying to help anybody who wants to change their behavior and lose weight by diet and exercise. I, I, that's one of my favorite things to do. If patients have risks or comorbidities, I'm very interested in considering medications for them. But especially now for women who are postmenopausal and at high risk for breast cancer who have elevated BMIs, especially for those whose BMI is over 40 and even over 35, I think I'm going to add to my discussion with them the consideration and benefit of getting bariatric surgery on both lowering their other health concerns and lowering their risk for breast cancer. Wow. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for bringing this forward. We will be looking for, uh, to the future here to see how these new medications have an effect as, as well. Practice pointer. In addition to your other methods to help patients lose weight, consider recommending bariatric surgery for your postmenopausal women who have significant obesity as well as high breast cancer risk. Join us next time when we talk about the relationship between nut consumption and cognitive decline. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.